This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. open our Bibles. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Galatians. Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 6. The Bible says there, let him that word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Tell you something. I'm not teaching yet. Today is Pastor Lu's birthday. seated a bit. Let's be seated a bit. Let's be seated a bit. I tell you, he's, um, we have an executive team in Rayma. We have our national director, then we have an executive team, and then we have divisions. He happens to be over the training center division. He happens to be a part of our executive team. He also happens to be my very good friend. Very good friend. He's my very good friend. I have such confidence in him. I trust him. I trust him. You know, that's a big statement. I actually trust him. And he's a good man. He's a good man. I like the fact that you have sung for him. But you know something? Can we be good to this man? Can we just shower him with some love? Amen. Let's be good to him. He doesn't know. I was always trying to find out when he would come down. He was upstairs. He was doing some work. Are you coming in this hour? He'll say, oh, the next one. Uh, is it, are you coming the next hour? He'll say the next one. So he doesn't know. He didn't have any idea of this. He didn't have any idea of this. If I'd said it yesterday, his wife is in class. 
So he might have gotten an idea of it, doesn't know where I'm going with this. But you know something? Let's be good to him. Yes, we've sung. But you know something? When the Bible says communicate unto him that teacheth in every good thing, it wasn't talking about in songs. It wasn't talking about saying he's a jolly good fellow. That's good. That's good. But you know something? If you want to, if you're wondering the spelling of million and you want to do a check, it's M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Amen. Let's be good to him. Let's be good to him. Amen. Let's be good to him. Let's be good to him. If I've been a blessing to you at all, if my word means anything to you, I'm telling you this. Let's be good to this man. He's a good man. He's a good man with a good heart. He loves people. You know, everything he's doing here, he works as a volunteer. He works as a volunteer. Yes. Yes, we may. When with instructors that teach, we prorate, we do something, you know, not really so much. Any, every, anybody that teaches, but all his time, he spends time in the office, he travels because of Rhema, he does stuff because of Rhema. There were things he was going to do, there were plans he had that he cancelled because of Rhema. And he just put his bean into this thing. And he's doing it without a penny. He's doing it without asking a thing. Look, this is one of our opportunities. This is one of our opportunities. If I mean anything to you, if my words mean anything to you, if you have any respect for me, if you have any honor for me, I want you to honor this man. Honor him good. Do something good for him. Do something good for his family. And when I say something, I mean something. Let there be a honor in what you do. I know you folks are generous. I know you are good people. I know you listen to God. I'll just keep it at that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Such a dear friend of mine. I love him so much. So much. So much. We talk so much. We talk about everything. He's a confidant. He's a friend. He's a... Oh my God, I love that man. I love that man. That's the truth. That's the truth. I don't feel that way about too many people. But he's one of those people that I feel like that about. Amen. So at, at the break, if you want to walk up to him, I know you might not have come prepared. But tomorrow... We have a meeting in the office. Uh, anytime during the week, you could come and just be good to him. Be good to him. You know good? You know real good? I mean very good. Very, very good. Amen. God is telling you to give him property. Great. God is telling you to give him cars. Great. Just let God speak to your heart. And even if God isn't speaking to your heart, God's word is speaking to your heart. And I'm speaking to your heart. He's a good man. That's some good ground. Amen. Amen. Let me see Rema honor. Let me see how honorable we are. Amen. I'm not, we don't make pools. You don't see me talking like this every time. But this is a man I would talk like this about. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just stretch forth our hands towards him and pray for him. Amen. Speak God's blessings over him, over his family, over his children. His wife is here. Maybe she might just want to be up also. She just comes in the class. You don't know her. 
No, she's such a pleasant, wonderful woman. She stood by his side. Could you be on your feet, man? She stood by his side. Amen. A wonderful couple. Just pray for them. Pray for their family. They'll go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. He's been in ministry for over 30 years, pioneered churches within the country, outside the country. He laid all of that aside just to volunteer. Amen. Let's be good to them. Pray God's blessings on their lives. Speak God's blessings on them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're looking at, in the era of mental illnesses, how we have authority. If the person is still sound enough that you can talk with him, teach him God's word. Preach deliverance to him. Let him know that he's delivered from the authority of darkness and get him to act on it. If it's a case where you can't do that. Thank God for the Holy Ghost and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost doesn't hurt those manifestations. Praise God. Doesn't hurt them. As we depend on him, he shows up. Amen. He shows up. And as the need arises. In this area of the believer's authority is an area where we need to, we need to take a firm stand. Take a firm stand. Take a firm stand and exercise our authority and reign in this life. It's one subject the devil fights more than any other subject. Because he knows that once you understand your authority and you begin to exercise that authority, he's in trouble. So when you begin to get a hold of these truths, let me tell you something. With great knowledge, with great power comes great responsibilities. You see, your privileged position also brings with it some privileged responsibilities. The devil will fight you on this subject more than anything else. He will bring tests and trials away to steal this knowledge from you. He will try to contest you in this area. But you know what not to do? Don't back down. Don't back down. Don't back down. Stand your ground. You can't go under for going over. It's not possible. And the Bible says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. The tests will come. The trials will come. And they had better start coming. Because it's our opportunity to prove that the word of God works. We're not afraid of the devil. We're not afraid of his wiles. In actual fact, we dare him. Amen. Because we know who we are. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He brought the devil to nothing. He whipped him. Amen. Amen. And he did that for us. He did that in our stead. He did it as our substitute. So you don't have to cower to Satan. You don't have to be defeated. Not for once. We should always reign, always rule in every aspect of our lives. In your family, in your health, in your finances, in your, uh, uh, your spiritual walk, in every area of our lives, we are to reign. Amen. You know, God said to Jesus, he said, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, how is God going to make Jesus' enemies his footstool? Through the church. Through the church. 
And how are we going to do that? By exercising our authority. By trampling on serpents and scorpions. And over all the ability of the enemy. I remember Jesus said, nothing shall by any means hurt us. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. Meditate on those truths. Meditate on those truths. Build them into your spirit. Build them into your spirit. There was a certain loved one of mine who was believed to have been killed by somebody. So when the person was buried, I went to the house of the person. They said, kill the person. I went to the person's house. The person told me to sit down and I sat. The person gave me food. I like eating it. He said, what if the food was poison? I'll eat it was the poison. I wasn't afraid. <laughs> was staying one of the... We lived on Emo Street in UI. Now, the first place we stayed on Emo Street was a block of flats. In that block of flats, you know, my dad was a lecturer there. In that block of flats, we had some neighbors. There was one in particular who used to hear me talk like this. I've been talking like this for a while. So, we, they now moved somewhere else to another part in, of, of, on campus. Um, one of the the, the, the nephew of the man of the house was at home. Then the man who was the lecturer himself, he had traveled, he wasn't around, his wife also had traveled. Then there was one man that came from their village. The man was notorious as a mean man, a wicked man with diabolical powers. He walked into their house. As soon as he came into their house, they were all shaking because that man kills people. That man does harm. That man does wicked things. They were shaking. I'm not speaking figuratively, figuratively, literally. They were trembling. He ran. He went to look, drove the car, pearl, breakneck speed, went to find me. Said, look, we have a problem. There's this wicked man from our village. He's in our house. When he shows up, it means someone is going to die. He's, he's causing, he's, he has come with evil powers, you know, and all that. I said, okay, let's go there. I got to their house. I said, okay. He said, is that the man? He said, that's the man, okay. He said, he brought this bread. I said, bring it first. I sat down. I opened his bread. I started eating his bread first. Then I called the man. I sat him down. I said, hey, they say you're a wicked man. They say that you kill people. Oh, yeah. They say that when you showed up here, I said, I'm sounding you a warning so that you know well, nothing evil can happen in this house. And I'm telling you, you know. You say, how dare you do something like that? What if he attacks you? I, hope, I hoped he would. Yeah, it's good. You see, it's the one you are not sure of. You can't hit your hand on your chest about. Not, I'm not bragging on me. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about what he did. It's about the finished work of redemption. The devil is beneath our feet. When those guys saw the confidence I radiated, when they saw the boldness, they, suddenly they began to relax. They saw I ate the bread. They were waiting. They were waiting. They were waiting. They are waiting. Is said, nothing happened to me. My guy, nothing day, nothing spot, nothing do you. You understand? As we walk in our authority, it affects other people. It sets other people free. It does something to them. They see something. We can't afford not to exercise our authority. We can't afford not to take our place in Christ. We can't afford not to. We can't afford not to. A whole lot is tied to our taking our place. Amen. Now I want to talk the remaining parts of this course. I want to talk about the believer's authority in prayer. The believer's authority in prayer. Because you see, we have more authority 
in prayer than we have imagined. And you can't very much talk about prayer without two portions of scripture coming to mind. The first is John 15, 7, where Jesus said, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. If ye abide in me, my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. How do we abide in him? By getting born again. And notice it didn't stop there. He said, and my words abide in you. And my words abide in you. And my words abide in you. How do we get God's words to abide in us? By meditating on his words. By practicing his words. Notice those are the conditions that need to be filled before we can ask what we will. And then it will be done unto us. So that also tells me something. If I abide in him, I'm born again. And I get his words abiding in me by meditating in the word, by being a doer of the word, being quick to obey God's word, then I can wield my authority in prayer. I can demand my rights in prayer, and it shall be done unto me. In Ephesians 6, 18, the Bible says they are praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? The primary way we pray in the Spirit is by praying in other tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit to speak at mysteries. So when you pray in other tongues, you are praying in the Spirit. But you see, there are more ways to pray in the Spirit than that. To pray in the Spirit, as is used in that context, means to pray as led by the Spirit. Praying always as led by the Spirit. And then the Bible talks about all kinds of prayer. There are nine different kinds of prayer. And they go by different rules. And as we follow the leading of the Spirit, it will lead us as to what way and how to pray about different situations. There are some situations, all you need to do is take your authority. There are some situations, it may lead you spend some time praying in the Spirit. Like I said, in my own life, I have authority. When it involves somebody else, I may not be able to just say, devil, stop that in Jesus' name and just speak a word of authority. I may not always be able to do that in somebody else's life. Now, if they give me permission and they come for help and they want me to use my authority, I can and I will and it works. But I'm not always able to do that in certain situations. That's why you don't just go down the road. You see every madman, you cast the devil out of him. It may not work. What if he wants the devil's? You understand? That's why you can't promiscuously just go casting devils out of everywhere. No, it's their life. Now, in some of those areas, that's where prayer comes in. That's where the help of the Holy Ghost comes in. And he can lead us in prayer. He can lead us how to pray. He can lead us in what way to pray. Amen. And you see, this is one area where the truth of the authority of the believer, we haven't really grasped it like you should. Now, when the you know, there used to be the, the Berlin Wall between East Germany and West Germany. You know, there was communism in East Germany. Then um, some people smuggled copies of the Believer's Authority. They smuggled some copies into East Germany where communism was rife, where those things were strong. Now, those people, they didn't like the government. They didn't like the way things were run. And they wanted a change. They wanted things to change. You know what they said? They said that the collapse of that war and the change that took place in that nation, that they attributed to two books, the Bible and the Believer's Authority. They said when that book came into their country and they began to pray 
and exercise authority. They began to talk to God that, Lord, we believe you for a bloodless revolution. For a revolution to take place. Not necessarily a bloody one. A bloodless revolution. That communism will come down. And they began to speak in their authority. And exercise their authority. And it happened. It happened. I, I, I watched the prophecy given by Kenneth Copeland. Just a short while before that war came down. He spoke it out. He said, I see the Berlin Wall come down. Yeah, I heard it. It came down. It came down. In Rhema, at prayer school, they'll take countries and then begin to pray for those countries and begin to pray for those countries. Pray for East Germany. Pray for those communist places. And guess what? Their prayers made a difference. Now, there's a menace now that the whole world is concerned about. Terror. Insurgencies and all them stuff. Let me tell you something. The way we are going to change this thing is by exercising our authority. Remember, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It says, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. What do we do? Ephesians 6, 13 and 14, And having done all to stand, stand therefore. So, we keep standing our ground. Devil, we forbid you. This is my country. This is our country. The word of God grows mightily. It prevails in Nigeria. We speak an end to terror here. We say the word has free course in our land. We keep speaking that. We keep speaking that. We keep speaking that. We keep speaking that. You stand your ground. And then tomorrow you read in the newspaper, oh, there was this attack. There was that attack. You know what some people do? Eh, but we've been praying now. These things continuing. I beg. Which is exactly what the devil wants them to do. What do you do? You say, no, I'm standing my ground yet. I'm standing my ground yet. I'm standing my ground yet. You see, the word of God, Acts 19.20, says so mightily, grew the word of God and prevailed. It's a prevailing word. It's a prevailing word. Now, people are concerned. What's going to happen in Nigeria? Is Nigeria going to break up? After the elections, will there be violence? Let me tell you what's going to happen. There isn't going to be a breakup. There isn't going to be violence. There isn't, the nation is not going to scatter. You know why I know? Did I, have a, did I hear a voice? No. Did I have a revelation? I, I exhort therefore that first of all, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks, made for all men, for kings and those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Do I have my opinion on who I think is a better candidate? I do. But I'm not going to impose my opinion on you. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. And I won't use this platform to. This is not a political rally. Are you listening to me? I have my opinion. I'm not going to tell you my opinion. It's my opinion. I may be wrong, but it's my opinion. The important thing is not is this that person. You know what? We can pray things in place. In our authority. You know the Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. Do you know Nigeria can yet be a superpower? Did you know that? You know the devil is contesting for the soul of this nation. Big time. They're, this is the most populous black nation in the world. Out of five black men, one is a Nigerian. Just by sheer numbers, my God. I mean we are a force. 
a mighty force. Nigeria turns out missionaries, more missionaries than any country in Africa. Yes. To you, anywhere you go, you find a Nigerian. Virtually everywhere. You go to the, you, you go, you go, you go to Alaska. You find them there. You say what? You this black man? How do you survive this cold? You find them everywhere. They're looking for greener pastures, looking for more education, looking for more money. And then, in that bid too, Nigerians have taken the gospel out. The devil doesn't like that. What this thing is all about is the gospel. That's the thing, it's the gospel. But you know what? Because the word of God grows mightily and prevails. And because we're not going to rest on our oars and we're not going to play dead like an ostrich, hide our heads in the sand eh, or do monkey sense. You know, the monkey will cover his face. I can't see them. If I can't see them, they can't see me. No, they can see you. They'll grab you. They're not going to do that. We're not in denial. Yes, there are issues. Yes, there are serious issues. Yes, we need things to go in the right direction. And you know what? We're going to persevere in prayer. We're going to persevere in prayer. Nigeria won't go under. You know why? Because we won't let it. We won't let it. We'll have the right people in government because we'll pray it out. We'll speak it out. Of course, go and vote. That's your choice. Go and vote. Should you vote? Yes. Don't be indifferent. You know, sometimes they say, well, I'll just pray. I'll just pray. I'll just pray. God wants us to pray and that's primary. That's the most important. Amen. Then speak faith-filled words. Don't be praying. And when you're praying, you're watching to hear that there's bomb blast. You're watching to hear and you're planning to run away. And you're saying, when that election comes, man, me, per single take off. You may just as well have been singing, twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. Because you do just as much good. Don't do that. Pray. Speak faith-filled words. Let's stay in our place of authority. Exercise your civil rights. Go and vote. Amen. Be responsible. Be responsible. Find out about who is this, who is that. But beyond elections, beyond elections, we should continue praying. You see, this nation can yet become a pride of nations. This nation can yet come to its place that God wants it to come to. Things can yet become right in this nation. Our economy can turn around. See, in 1979, after camp meeting, Brother Hagin, he was in his hotel room, you know, the hotel room. He had a vision. In that vision, Jesus appeared to him. He saw some three frogs leap from the Atlantic Ocean and jump on, on the, the continent of, of North America. And then the Lord reminded him how he had showed him the same thing in 1970 before the Watergate scandal. And then the Lord told him, he said, look, the same thing, something similar to what happened that time is about to happen to your nation. And listen, I'm not going to hold the president then. The person who was president, Nixon. I'm not going to hold him responsible for that scandal. I'm going to hold you. Because I spoke to you specifically about that thing. I showed you, I told you to pray. And I'm going to hold the Christians in America. I'm going to hold you people responsible for that thing. Not the president that time. We don't know. And here we are, we're throwing stones at this person. Throwing stones at that person. Throwing stones at the other person. Busy destroying our prayers with our words. Not taking our place of authority. Not speaking faith-filled words. That's not how change will happen. And then I tell people, look, we are the light of the world. Let's walk as children of light. Let's walk as children of light. If everybody here in this room 
Stop taking bribes. If everybody here in this room wouldn't shunt cues when they are driving, if everybody here in this room wouldn't do what is wrong, would just stand up for what is right, listen to me, Nigeria will be well on the way to a national transformation. I'm telling you, let's do right. Let's stand for what is right. Let's exercise our authority and shine as the light. All those things have a lot to do with our prayers having maximum effect. Let's contend for our nation. Let's take our place of authority. You see, we are priests unto God. And it's not an accident that you weren't, that, that you are not an American. It's not an accident that you are not uh, a, a Briton. It's not an accident that you, you weren't born in South Africa. You are here. This is where you were born. This is where you are from. Praise God. Nothing to run away from. If God wants you to go elsewhere, go where he wants you to go. But prosperity doesn't come from abroad. It comes from above. The truth is this. Naturally speaking, there are more opportunities here than in some of those places people are running to. There's more money here than in some of those places people are running to. There's easier money to be made here than in some of those places they are running to. If God leads you, go somewhere, go there. If he doesn't need you, stay where you are at. And make the best of it. And exercise, let's exercise our authority. Let's believe God for a change in our nation. Let's stand our ground. Let's stand our ground for as long as it will take. And it won't take forever. Things will turn around. And turn around for good. Turn around for good. Yes, it will happen. Do you know we can have a Nigeria where you don't see corruption in high places? You know it's possible. You know we can have a Nigeria where uh, the economy is strong once again. You know we can have a Nigeria where unemployment is reduced to the barest minimum. You know it's possible. It's possible. We can lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. When Paul wrote this to Timothy, Nero, Nero was reigning over Rome. That guy was slaughtering Christians. And that didn't change what God said. Amen. We have authority in prayer. Let's wield it. Let's exercise it. Let's take our place. And let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. Let's make a difference. Nigeria is not going under. No. And then in praying, let's pray that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. And if God is dealing with you and you're one of those laborers, well, get equipped and get armed and get ready to go. Glory to God. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.